Welcome to another edition of From the Preacher's Study. Uh, we are very uh, thankful and grateful to have this opportunity to study with you from the book of Ephesians. If you've been following the podcast, you know that we're in chapter 6 and have really been enjoying uh, the inspired teaching about the various aspects of our lives and how they are governed by the will of God. Uh, we're so very thankful for all those who make this possible. I don't know if we mentioned this the last time, but we want to thank uh, the two deacons at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ who helped this uh, whole uh, program be possible, Mark Townsend, Jason Reed. Uh, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm a member of this congregation of which uh, these two gentlemen are uh, deacons. And uh, to my right over here is Bob Hutto, who's the preacher here, and he's been here for uh, quite some time. I think about 30 years. Is that right? I don't want to say. <laughs> Put you on the spot there. We'll just say for a long time. Uh, but we really have enjoyed working together. Uh, if you've been with us, you know that this really started uh, back in 2020 uh, for the COVID-19 situation, and it's just evolved uh, over time, and, and we've enjoyed it so much that even when we kind of went back to normal services, if you will, uh, we decided to create this podcast, and so we're very thankful for those who encourage us to do that, those who uh, give us complimentary uh, remarks. We know that you're studying, we know that you're watching, we know that you're tuning in, and we really appreciate that. Any introductory remarks from you, Bob? Looking forward to our study today. We're going to continue what we talked about last time yes. about our responsibility to work and yes. working in the right way and uh, the, the way that God has uh, instructed us to work. And so I'm looking forward to that. I think we'll have some good things to share with, uh, with the audience today. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get right to it. And I wanted to just review again the passages that we're looking at, specifically verses 5 uh, through 9 of Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, this is the New King James Version. Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to the Christ, or as to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you masters do the same things to them, giving up, threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. And one of the points we made last time, when you, when you look at this series of passages, you think, well, we're talking about bond servants and masters, has no applicability to today because we don't have that in our society. Uh, yes, it does have applicability because there are principles there about where there is a disparity, maybe in power, where there's authority. And we can relate to that in many different uh, forms, but most notably in the employer-employee capacity. They are your employers, are your masters according to the flesh. Now, one thing I like about that phrase, uh, Bob, is it, it suggests that there are masters beyond that, or there is a master beyond that, because the verse is, be obedient to those who are masters according to the flesh. Well, that suggests that there's something else out there, and of course, that something else is God. God is the ultimate master. And so, yes, you work for a corporation, you work for the post office, you work for a school system, and they are your masters according to the flesh. But all of us ultimately have to answer to God. He is our master. Even they, even the employers, those that are in the managerial position, they have a master. That's the point made in verse 9, and that is God. So I like that. The other thing that jumped out at me in verse 6 is this idea of not with eye service. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that. Not with eye service. What is that? Well, you've heard that old saying, uh, when the cat's away, the mice will play, right? And so, and we've seen this, unfortunately, you've probably seen this in the workplace where maybe the regular boss man is not there, or maybe he's going somewhere else. Maybe you're working independently. In the COVID-19 situation, a lot of us work from home. So the idea is 
We don't want to be the kind of people that we work the hardest and we do our best and we're very conscientious when somebody is looking over our shoulder watching us. No, we do our great work from the heart. We do it not because the man's watching us. When he watches us, we work hard. When he leaves, we don't. I've seen this sometimes when it comes to people coming into work and leaving. Uh, if the boss is out of town, uh, people come in five minutes late, 10 minutes late. But the boss is in town, or they're going to be five minutes early. <laughs> or on the back end, when they leave, boss is away, people leave early. Boss goes somewhere, people, ah, five, 10 minutes, they cut off. He's saying, not with eye service, not the kind of person that as long as somebody's looking on my shoulder, then I'm going to work the way I'm supposed to. He says, no, no, no. The difference is you're doing it with sincerity of heart. You're doing it, and this was the concept that you said last time or talked about, doing it as unto the Lord. So whether my boss is there or not, whether there's a camera on me or not, whether they're counting the keystrokes or not, doesn't matter because I'm worshiping this God in heaven who knows exactly what's going on in my mind. And so he knows if I'm only given 75%. He knows if I mailed in. He knows if I'm just going through the motions. He knows if I'm sneaking in a little bit uh, late or I'm taking a little bit extra for my lunch break or I'm stealing company property and taking it home. And those kind of things happen. The, you may get away with that with men, the masters in the flesh. You're not going to get away with that with God. So I'm serving an all-seeing God. That makes things a lot different now I've got to come in and give my best. I've got to be honest. I've got to tell the truth. I've got to keep my word. I've got to be dependable. All these things. Why? Because I'm not just serving this, this master in the flesh. And it, it helps us with, with 1 Peter 2, 18, which is the thing I think that we struggle with the most. And, you know, I'm, I'm not exempting myself from this. But listen to this, 1 Peter 2, 18. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable. If because of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you're beaten for your faults, you take it patiently, but when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable for God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his footsteps, who committed no sin, nor was the seat found in his mouth. This is where the rubber hits the road. This is where it gets difficult. What if you have a, a supervisor or a boss who's verbally abusive? What if you have a boss who shows favoritism and you're on the outs, you're not on the end, and so you don't get the plum assignment, you don't get the exposure, you don't get the favorable job reviews? What if you have a boss that's not paying you the way that you should? You work harder than your colleagues and you don't get the bonus, you never get a promotion, you never get extra money, you don't get a raise. What do you do? You work as unto the Lord. You don't back off. You don't uh, kind of sabotage. You don't go slow. You don't, uh, you know, well, I'm not going to give my best because I'm not being rewarded anyway. They don't care about me anyway. No, God cares about you. God is watching, and God's going to reward in heaven. So even with a bad boss, a terrible boss, an abusive boss, and as you said, we're not saying that you can't move and, and go somewhere else if you can get a better opportunity. But what you can't do is say, you know what? He did me wrong, therefore I'm going to do wrong. What's the old saying? Two wrongs don't make a right. God is saying you can't base your service in that work on the man or the woman or the person who's in a position of authority over you. That is irrelevant. What is relevant is God, and God is always good. And so if God is always good, you never have the right to be a bad employee. You never have the right to strike out. You never have the right to show up late. You never have the right to take more time than you should. You never have the right to take company policy or property. Why? because you serve this wonderful master in heaven who sees all, who's done all, and who's good to you, 
you owe it to him to do the best you can. Well, you've reminded me of several passages. Uh, Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, yes. keeping watch on the good and evil. Yes. And so, we, like you said, we, we never escape the notice of God. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Right. And so whether we're being watched or observed or not by men, right. we are being noticed by God. We are Absolutely. being observed by Him. And He's the one, ultimately, that we're answerable to. Yep. I thought about Luke chapter 16. Yep. You might remember that passage, verse 10. He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. He who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Mm -hmm. So maybe our work, we consider that, well, that's not, you know, that's not a spiritual thing. That's a little thing, you know. <laughs> well, sometimes it's the little things that reveal our, our character. And if we will be sincere and honest, honest day's work, uh, right, and, you yes. know, take care of those little things. Right. Well, that's an indication that we're a reliable and trustworthy person in, in God's sight. Amen. Also think about, thought about first Timothy chapter six mm -hmm. and verse one, uh, where, you know, these, you talked about, um, shirking your duty, mm -hmm. coming in late, mm -hmm. leaving early, mm -hmm. taking some of the company's property, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just not being diligent in right. your work. Those things eventually, and I'm sure in most cases, will show up. They do. That's and so right. they become known. And, you know, you might be able to get away with that for a while. Right. But eventually that shows up in your work. Right. And uh, you kind of reveal yourself and what, what you've done. Mm -hmm. The thing that's at stake right. is not just our character as right. an employee. Right. But First Timothy chapter 6, verse 1 says, All who are under the yoke of slaves are to regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God yeah. and our doctrine yeah. will not be spoken That's against. Right. Yeah. So you can imagine, in, let's just think about in that first century situation, you have a master and a slave. Uh -huh. The slave is a Christian. Right. And the master knows that the slave is a Christian. Uh -huh. And the slave is not diligent in his work. Exactly. And he slacks every chance he gets. Right. He has to be told what to do all the time. And and, and he's just not dependable. Uh -huh. And that reflects badly on the faith. And the master is going to conclude, yeah. if that's the kind of people that Christians are, <laughs> right. I don't want anything to do with them. Right. Well, we represent Christ. Yeah. We represent the gospel. And so in our work, we need to make sure that we're representing Christ and the gospel in an honorable way. Amen. And so, you know, our employees think, well, I don't know a whole lot about him, but you know, if Christians are like that, well, then, right. hey, I'm all for it. Amen. And so we're representing Christ to, to people around us. So we need to keep that in mind as well. I, I love that concept, and I want to build on that. Uh, Titus 2, 9 through 10. I uh, couldn't help but think about that as you were going through that. Uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. The Bible says, Exhort bondservants to be obedient to their own masters, to be well-pleasing in all things, not answering back, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity. Why? that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. <clears throat> so isn't it interesting? He says, look, here's how I want your bondservants to be. They need to be obedient. They need to not answer back. Don't talk back. Don't be disrespectful. Uh, not pilfer. Don't steal. Don't take things that are not yours. Uh, showing all good fidelity. Uh, uh, pleasing in all things. Why? So that you can adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. To adorn something. Make it beautiful. Make it attractive. It's to the point you're making it's very hard for somebody to be a soul winner for Jesus when you are unreliable, you're not dependable, you don't keep your word in the workplace, your work product is sloppy, uh, you're always late, you're leaving early. Uh, nobody's going to hear the gospel. People don't want to hear the gospel from somebody who can't even do the basics. Get the basics right first, 
And then people will hear what you have to say about even more important things, things pertaining to eternity. And as you say, the stakes are so much higher than your reputation or the reputation of your family or the reputation of your race or your gender. It's the reputation of Christ. And you wouldn't want to do anything that in any way brings reproach on the name of Christ. And you can do that by the way that you work. And so here we're told, hey, as servants, be careful how you do your job. Don't be respectful. And so when we talk to our bosses, maybe they tell us something we don't like, be respectful. Don't talk back. These are basic things, and we recognize this. I mean, even those that are not terribly religious understand, hey, if you're going to be a good employee, don't steal. Don't talk back. Do what you're told to do. Be obedient. Get the basics right, and then you'll have the platform to talk about Christ. And that's just what we said a moment ago. Just be faithful in the little things. Mm -hmm. Be faithful in the details. In, in the day-to-day, -day common, ordinary things that we, we have to do. So the one who is faithful in the little things mm -hmm. is faithful in the big things as well. And so that's Amen. what you're talking about. Be faithful in those little things, and then you'll, that door may open to you exactly. to preach the gospel and share the gospel with others. And there's the big thing. Faithful in the little things right. leads to fidelity in the big things. You know, this is a little bit different example, but I just want to give it, uh, it, it's in the context of sports. So somebody was telling me about a basketball team, and uh, there was a practice that was going to be on Sunday. And uh, one of the young ladies said, well, I, I can't go because I got to go to church. And immediately there was about four or five of those girls said, you? Go to church? You don't go to church. What do you mean? Now, maybe somebody's up, but not you. Well, that's what we're talking about. You can live in such a way in terms of your employment and uh, that, that people don't recognize that you're a Christian. And then when you take that stand, then people are like, no, you have no credibility whatsoever. So as you, I love that point is, yeah, we want to work honorably because we want to you know, earn money for ourselves and for our family, and we want to give to those who need but there's something more at stake, and that is your ability to win souls for Jesus. And the point you made, the name of God, the name of Christ, the name of his church, that's something sometimes, Bob, I don't know if we understand as well as those in the Old Testament did, but they certainly knew the importance of the name of God and upholding that name. And we've got to remember that, that we as Christians wear the name of Christ. Everything we do, everything we say has some sort of impact on Christ. So either we're going to adorn the doctrine, as Paul told uh, Titus in Titus 2, 9 through 10, or we're going to detract from it. We want to be in the adorn the doctrine category. That's right. That's right. So we have to be mindful wherever we go, whatever we do. If we're at work, be mindful. I'm, I'm representing Christ. I'm right. representing His church. Right. If we're in the convenience store, yeah, you know, that's right. that's I'm true. representing Christ to this person here, yeah. the one I'm dealing with. I'm representing his church on, you know, in whatever, in the neighborhood. Right. I'm representing Christ to my neighbors. I'm representing yeah. the church. And so we always have to be mindful of that, not only so that we represent it in the right way, but we're always thinking, I may have an opportunity one day. That's right. I won't, don't want to do anything that's going to compromise my ability to teach, Amen. to lead this That's person exactly. to Christ That's exactly by right. what I say or what I do. Right. Uh, I may have an opportunity with that person someday. So I want to make sure I'm laying a good foundation so if that opportunity arises, Amen. I can take advantage of it. And one last thing, I know we're running out of time, another concept from these verses I like. Verse 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, mm -hmm. he will receive the same from the Lord whether he is slave or free. And that, that is so liberating and so empowering. It doesn't matter what station in life you find yourself. It doesn't matter if you're with a good boss or a bad boss. It doesn't matter if you have a meaningful job or one that's not terribly meaningful. 
the, the ultimate reward that you're working for is having eternal fellowship with God in heaven. And God is going to remember your work. God knows what you're doing. He sees. And so that's why a lot of times, uh, you know, sometimes it might be better for some of us just to have a job that's a means to an end, a means to put food on the table, uh, clothes on our back, roof over our head. Because sometimes if we have these careers, they can become idols, right? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we're not looking for a reward in corporate America. We're not looking for a reward in terms of a big 401k. We're not looking for a reward in terms of a massive house or second homes. We're looking for an eternal reward. And God tells us right here, you be the faithful employee you're supposed to be. I will remember you in the end. And that is so comforting. If what we do in our work is pleasing to God, there are no jobs that are not meaningful. That's right. Every That's right. Every job, That's no matter right. what it is, is meaningful. That's right. Because we can please the Lord Amen. in the way that we go about it. Amen. Well said, brother. Well, we're, we're, time is out. Uh, there's so much more we could probably touch on, but hopefully this has been an encouragement to us. Think about, as you go into to your job, think about these principles. It ought to give you a new, uh, a new perspective on it. When you go tomorrow, think about, you know, this is a job that I'm doing unto the Lord. This is something I'm doing for God. And everything you do, do it in an honorable way, knowing that your Father in heaven is watching. He sees, he knows, and he's going to reward you ultimately. Well, we always end every class uh, with a prayer, and we're going to do so tonight uh, at this point. Uh, Brother Bob, if you do that for us, please. Sure. Our Father in heaven, we bow before you at this time. We recognize, Father, that you are our master, that we are your servants, and we're so pleased to be in a situation where we can serve you, that we can work for you. You're a loving master. You seek only our good and our benefit. You're kind and generous with us. You want only what's best for us, and you reward us with wonderful blessings as a result of uh, our relationship with you. We pray, Father, that we will do your work in this place, in this world, that we'll carry it out with diligence and sincerity to the very best of our ability. And Father, we pray that Every aspect of our life will be touched by Christ, whether that's in uh, the area of spirituality and religion or our home life or even our work life. Father, we understand that, that you um, have something to say about that and that you're interested in the way we go about that. Help us, Father, to represent your Son and his cause and his people in a positive way among the people that we work with. In, in our employment and on our job. Help us, Father, to carry out our work as unto the Lord, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as unto the Lord. And help us, Father, uh, to do our work with all diligence when things are going well, but when things are not going well uh, either. And so, Father, help us to do the little things day by day, to be faithful in the little things so that we also will become faithful in much. And Father, we pray that you will help us to keep these things in mind as we go through our daily lives, as we go through our, our work life, so that we can do these things in a manner that, that are pleasing to you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.